I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome, everybody. This is Are You Having a Draft? We are winding down the season. There's only a few game weeks to go. So here's a podcast about it. It's myself, Bradley James, and my friend, Marcus Ellard. Hello. And also going to be joining us as well, Matthew Melaloo. Hi there. There he is. Let's get on with the show. Peter Everall, manager of Evil FC, currently in 14th place. This is Yarijek Bafume, manager of the Cerebral Assassins. And I'm currently 13th position, and I'm in the semi-finals of the Ahad Cup. Hello, I'm Daniel Mantle, and I'm manager of Mental Dandies FC, and I'm currently position Uno, okay. as in now or last week. <laughs> last week, right? in now. Nice last week, right? Nice try. Okay. <laughs> Although when this goes out, I still could be first. Marcus Ellard, manager of Wedding Crashes FC, currently first position. Oh, Ooh. Ooh. who knows? He's telling the truth when this <laughs> episode airs. Both very confident. I like it. <laughs> Matthew Melalu, manager of Malulu's FC, currently eighth. Daniel Mutlow, manager of Tublovian Rude Boys, currently fourth. I love your voice. Bradley James, manager of Liberators FC, currently in 10th position and in the semi-finals of the Ahad Cup. Ladies and gentlemen, we have... Oh, yeah, uh... yeah, you got... <laughs> Are we started or what? Ladies and gentlemen, say... we have with us two drafters here today who are neck and neck at the top of the table as it stands. There is one point between former champion Daniel Mantle, manager of the Mental Dandies FC, and someone who's never won the league before and potentially would be a new draft champion, hostess with the mostess, Marcus Hard, <laughs> manager of Wedding Crashes FC. <laughs> I looked at the table this morning. There is one point between you after bonus points came in. Yeah. It is tight. 
<laughs> well, Marcus is smiling, so he's top, right? I've not checked. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. smile suggests to me. <laughs> How did you guess, mate? <laughs> we are um, in game week 35. After this game week, we've got... You can say that out loud, Pete. You don't have to keep writing things. It's, a podcast. <laughs> uh, it's an audio format. After this game week, we have three game weeks left to decide who's going to win this thing. Mantle, you could possibly win your second ever draft. Be the first person to. Yeah. yeah. I'm feeling a lot more confident than I was, obviously, a few weeks ago. Yeah. So, looking at my team at the start of the season and looking at it now, I do think it's slightly overachieving. However, no, I'm, I'm buzzing for it. I can't wait. I mean, I, I, I wasn't expecting to be this high up. I, I was obviously always wanting to push to the top, but I just thought there was a better there were better teams out there just because of first picks, you know, with, with Salah, with Mane, uh, Sterling. I thought Sterling was going to have a blinder this season. You know, I thought he was going to be up there, Bradley, to be honest. But no, I, I'm, I'm excited. It's exciting. Do you want to know how I am aware that your team is overperforming? Is because the number of drafters who I've spoken to who say something along the lines of, I look at Mantle's team and I cannot believe how well he's doing. <laughs> Which I think is the ultimate compliment to you, sir. But I, I think, you know, at, at the start of the season, you know, with all that picture that was going through the WhatsApp with me with all that paper around me, you know, I did come in with a plan and I've, I've still quite rigid to that plan. And I'm not sure if anyone's picked up on it. And I'm not, I'm, I, I, I don't know if I'm going to tell anyone just yet. But I thought Yare might have picked up on it. I thought Brummett might have picked on it when they were talking about ruthless aggression and, and Dan and Mutlow. Uh, but I'm not sure they have. But I do think that's probably partly why I'm overachieving. And I think people think I'm, drafters think I'm overachieving because I don't have many massive names in my team. The deceptive thing about your team, Daniel, is that if you look at the first half of your team, Sun aside, it's kind of similar to a lot of other people's teams. Whereas if you look at the back order of your team, you've got players in there. And if you compare the last six or seven players, you've got players in that back order who are doing really well. And no one else really has a back order that does the same thing as your team. And what everybody else does have in that back order is players who maybe some aren't playing, people who come on as sub, whatever it is. Your back order... They all play, they all get points, they're all very productive. And so I think that's the deception, is that they're not big names in that back order. And I think my back order, if anything, they're playing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I have to say, I'm very impressed by how you've done it. We all are, I would say. But also, I think you've held quite steady on the trades quite well, which has played oh, to your don't. advantage. And I explained this before. Because not without losing sleep, mate. Here's why I think this is clever for you. Because you have a strong back order of your team, you're going to be good for a few seasons. I was just thinking that when I was looking at the when I was looking at the board. Your t- yeah, your team is going to be strong for seasons to come, and you're a very good drafter. So every time you get the, your picks that come up free, your picks <laughs> that come free are, will be like pick two, pick three, pick five, six, whatever. It'll be these early rounds of picks. So the players you're adding to your already strong back order are going to make your team stronger than it is. So I love the fact that you've actually held back from trades with future picks because I think that's where your strength lies. On the flip side, and, and uh, you know, sometimes with dialogue with other drafters on um, away from the group WhatsApp, yeah, 
that's where I'm torn. There's a, for me, there's, and, and, you know, over lockdown, there's not really much for, for me to think about other than the draft. <laughs> <laughs> so genuinely, when I say this, <laughs> when there was a moment I was 60, 70, 80, 100 points ahead, I'm thinking cruising. So, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, you guys are saying it on the pod. You know, we've got to stop him from cruising. <laughs> Gotta stop him, Marcus. Bish, bash, bosh. And every time something comes up, I'm like, oh my god, like what, what's happening? And I'm thinking about it all night, and, and I can't sleep. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, Wonderwin comes in, and he's like scoring 15 goals in one game. It's like the guy's never scored more than six in a season. What's going on? And yeah, the blowing up. Like then I'm thinking, and that what that, that what you're saying, Bradley, is correct. And with the legacy coming in, it's put me in a dilemma of. Do I want to throw all away my chips for next season? Like fair play for Marcus, which which he has. So I don't enjoy future seasons because for me, it's a part of enjoyment as well. You know, I don't really want to be sitting next season and just sitting at the bottom thinking, what's the point? Although there are players that come out of the, you know, come out of the ashes, you know, and do very well. You could have that, Dan. Just look, looking at your team, Mantle, like you've got Deli Ali. Who knows what could happen to him next season? He could, he could turn it round again. Havertz is, he could turn it on. There are people in there that could have a resurgence. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, just to the point you've raised about Mantle's strong team for a few seasons to come. I've obviously done a trade this week with Marcus. And I also put the same trade to Mantle. And to be fair to them, both came in with decent offers that made it worthwhile to have done business with either of them. But there's two reasons why I went for Marcus. One, I thought it was a better option for me. And two, I looked at Mantle's team and thought, I do not want to give him Aaron Wanderson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy giving it to Elard because it's the only player he's going to have. But, um, <laughs> I'm not giving it to Mantle because, like, just because of that, because hopefully I'll, I'll I'll compete a bit more next season, and Mantle will be up there. So I just didn't want to give him AWB. So let's I, I think fill the listeners in on what just happened over. Well, just before the game week deadline, the drafters were left wide-eyed and shocked as Marcus pulled off a double trade. Very stressful 48 hours. And he managed to bring in, there's an unprecedented situation where Manchester United have three games in this game week. Mm. Uh, Because of the protests at Old Trafford, it postponed the game and moved it into this game week. So United have three matches in a game week. Marcus has obviously seen an opportunity to bring in United players, and he's managed to do deals with Pete and Melalu to bring in Aaron Wambasaka and Victor Lindelof. And what we've just gathered there from Pete is that Pete offered it out to Mantle as well to see what he could, what offer he could get. Marcus, I have to say, I absolutely loved it. I <laughs> <Good>. absolutely <laughs> loved it. it. It was exquisite drafting where you'd managed to pull off a move like that. Let's see what the outcome is. But you've now got a team with two Manchester United players in. That's six games between the two. Yeah. Mm. And you've given up a bit more draft capital for next season. But let's be honest, your focus is this year. You're not quite in the same position as as Daniel is, who can live to fight another day. Yeah, You are all in for this year. And I have to say, I love it. 
every Christian turn, I love the tactic. I think it's brilliant. Um, Mantle, who is he's into he was into fight under the season and still got 90 points last week, by the way. This that's where that's where this can go. It can go anywhere. So yeah. I needed that I needed these six games. And I just hope, I mean, I hope that I get I think Lindelof might have a one one game on a bench, but if I get five out of six games out of them, I hopefully I'll be a bit safer at the top of the league. And then you know what? There's a certain drafter, Johnny Wolf, who like is is basically every single time that I make a trade or something, he says, "Yeah, has anyone told Marcus about his draft team next season?" Don't care, who cares? Mate. don't care, who cares, mate. Who cares? <laughs> also, it will be, it will be, it will be okay. It's not going to be a disaster. And I know that I know that Yara will enjoy this. I'll I'll have a star above my name. Exactly. So, That's all that matters. Well, Wolf, <laughs> the thing about it is Wolf doesn't take any risks at all. Wolf is happy to play to stay mid time. I love the guy to death, but he's just happy to be mid table. That sort of mid table me- mediocrity. The fact that, you know, I love Marcus, no disrespect actually, but the fact that Marcus could get a star ahead of him should be a damn indictment. Wait a minute. <laughs> I did, I did well, with... that with I love you, mate. <laughs> yeah, I know. Comes in here with his fucking microphone. <laughs> Literally, it's like he's on Sky Sports over here. You got you won't be able to see it. Jamie Redknapp, mate. Moving on. Marcus, just to, just to clarify for listeners, you've obviously given away draft picks for next season, which is going to hamper your team somewhat, but you've still actually got a core of players you're going to yeah. be able to hold on to. I think so. Going back to the original point, that's what I think Wolf... I don't, either he doesn't get it or he doesn't see the, the possibilities that I've got next season. I think I think I'm going to be all right. I think yes, maybe mid table, but if I can if I can trade well, maybe in the season. Yeah. Who knows? I can maybe sort of. I don't. I don't think I'll be anywhere near the bottom. I think I've got a good. It's not like a solid solid spine, like, not like mantles, for example. I, I think I've got like a nice foundations essentially. Either way, let's put it this way. Let's say you go into next season with a star above your badge. Yeah. Do you care that much if you end up in the catering zone the following year? I like a good cook up. Me, that's fine. I like, I like, I like being on the barbecue. That's not a problem. I wish Johnny um, Wolf had your attitude because he's the best yeah. chef of the lot of us, and yeah. <laughs> would be um, exquisite if we got him on the barbecue. But if we're just look, looking at some names, just if I just go in here, I think I'm pretty sure that I keep Bamford next next season. Dallas, Who? Lingard, Abamyang. Zaha, Trossard, that's not bad. Is that who you keep next? So you lose Mane and Vardy, is that correct? Mm. Just to clarify, mm. Marcus has traded away his first, second, third, fourth, <laughs> ninth, <laughs> and tenth <laughs> picks. Who cares if he gets that start? Okay. What that means <laughs> is everybody from Martinez upwards, he's going to have to let go of. Okay. He's going to have a little bit of a balancing act in terms of who he holds on to out the back, but he can pretty much hold on to all those names he just said: Trossard, Zaha, Aubameyang, Lingard, Dallas, Evans, Bamford. Doesn't he? Doesn't he have to choose between Dallas and Lingard if he's given away nine? Oh no! Doesn't he have to choose between Aubameyang and Lingard? Who <laughs> invited you, Dan? Aubameyang goes to nine, right? Aubameyang would go at least to nine, but obviously he doesn't have a pick nine, so he'd have to go at least to eight. So the pick tax yeah. becomes three as opposed to two. Then you'd have to either sacrifice Dallas, but then Lingard would also be at eight. So you'd, you might... Marcus won't want Dallas next season anyway. For yeah, he's not going to need him. Well, well, he might not need Dallas next season if Dallas is listed as a midfielder. Exactly. Well, Aubameyang could go up to six. Yeah, he right. can effectively, if you look at Zaha, Aubameyang, Lingard and Bamford as the key players in that foundation of the players to hold on to. That's not can, bad. 
he can easily hold yeah. on to all those and probably yeah. want another one as well. I think those four or five players will keep you out of the catering zone. Yeah, yeah I, I agree as well. What will then be his actual picks? And what rounds will he then get his picks? That is an excellent question, Daniel. Let's say Marcus decides to hold on to those four names, for example. Zaha, Aubameyang, Lingard and Bamford. I think the shortest answer is to tell Stacey not to wait up. (laughs) It's not looking bad, basically. You're you're in in good shape. It's not looking bad for either of the two people who are contesting for this title. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The third man who is still in the running is Nicholas Morgan. Who? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> now, I think with three weeks, three game weeks to go after this one, you would say that 59 points between you and second place, or let's round it up, the 60 points between you and first place, you'd maybe argue that was too much. However, last week, Daniel Mansell recorded a 90-point game week. So I think... Yeah that probably suggests anything is possible, especially when you've got Mo Salah in your team. This is still a three-horse race. One man who's given up or gave up a long time ago is in fourth, Daniel Mutlow. What, what indicators tell you that I gave up? Your lack of desire in the trade market to make a push. Mate, honestly, I've had to get data bolt-ons for my fucking trade market. <laughs> <laughs> well, I noticed you set, your, you set your market stall out. Some people are shopping down King's Road. You're on the market stall down at Blackbush Market. My first point is about my starting point, right? So I was new to the draft this year. Yeah. And 
think it's safe to say that I was pretty inexperienced and showed that on draft night. And I, like, you know, compared to how I think about the draft now and look at the Premier League, it's totally different to how I look on draft night. So I think half the battle for me this season is getting my team from a position from where it was on draft night to now. Um, so I'm just going to read out my team from game week one. So Martinez in gold, decent. Van Dyke, we know what happened there. Tierney, Walkers, Peters, Coleman, Felipe Anderson, Perez, Hernandez, Almiron, Ings, Obafemi, Muto, Ferguson and Rashford. So yeah, I think That sounds like a good team. Yeah, it don't sound bad yeah. at all, mate. That yeah, sounds like someone who knows what they're doing, yeah. Hernandez hasn't really played. Perez hasn't done much. Felipe Anderson's yeah, gone. Yeah, we can all say that of every yeah, player. Yeah, now hindsight team. is different, mate. That's not right hey. side. <laughs> <laughs> if you look at my teams over the course of history, <laughs> my teams usually have maybe one that Melalu's heard of. There'll be 10 in there that I have to change within the first 10 game weeks. <laughs> You've actually drafted a really good team. In essence, what are you now? Your fourth which is very impressive, your first season. In the context of this season, that isn't a particularly great team, but if you literally out of the 15 players I drafted, only one remains. Nobody else has done, nobody else has come close to that, right? I don't think that's an indicator of therefore your team to begin with was bad. I think what that means is because you've had a lot of trade in, involved there, you drafted a lot of capital essentially. You had multiple assets, you were able to do, you've done a whole bunch of trades. And so even though your team looks completely different, I think if you look at how you've gone about maneuvering it, I'd say you've done better than if I think back to Dutz's first season, for example. Dutz is a good example because he was someone who came into the league a few seasons into everybody else being into it. He came in by himself. I know you came in with Jammer, but even Jammer, look at between you and Jammer, you've done better than he's done. Essentially, this has turned into um, us celebrating your your abilities so far. That's fair. The second point is, in terms of like trade market, and I know I get the point you're trying to make about the East London market you wanted to use as a metaphor. But um, well, uh, I'm using the, that um, now in terms of like, <laughs> I say that specifically in terms of like the, the players you you're trying to get rid of. Like it makes sense that you're trying to get rid of them. But, it sounds yeah, to me like he hasn't been him. going to a single market. It sounds like the, he's strapped Rudiger to the back of a cart and he's taken him to every stadium in the bloody country. <laughs> yeah. Come on, mate. You've got more wares than that, haven't you? Well, I, just, it, I, I think that's the, to have Rudiger low down is, is, is worth a lot, I think. I think that's if you take Chelsea on this season, how they've ended the season, if Rudiger's nailed in that defence, that's the, What round pick do you think that's worth, mate? Well, you've got to think, what round pick do you think Rudiger would go at if he was on the free market? Seventh. Okay, go on. Seventh round. Probably seventh or eighth. Yeah, probably sixth, seventh, eighth in that area. Yeah. So then, you, so then you've got to add a little bit of value for having like really low down. Maybe if you're going to have him at like 14, 15, 16th in the pit. So around fifth, sixth, seventh, that sort of area to value him at. But So given that you're going to have to let him go anyway... The value then decreases for you. Yeah, but that's just that, that. I don't think that particularly devalues the. I don't think that makes any difference because. Well, it doesn't gonna, from your point of view. You're, you paying, <laughs> you're paying. You're, you're paying to get the to get. Everyone else sees a player that's going to be available for free, free. in three weeks' time. Yes. yes. So why should they give something up? Exactly. The reason you give something up is to have them low down, right? So because, as as we've just discussed. They'll go, at, if, if it's on the free market, then you're going to have to make a decision and get them a lot higher up than if you traded a, a pick for them. 
So that's where the value is. Well, the problem is if you give away a fifth round pick, say, every pick after that loses a round because you're giving away a pick. If you're holding on to players, they then move into that position. And so you effectively, you lose a round on every pick you make after that. So it's not just the fact you're giving away a fifth round pick. That would be like 10 rounds loss of player. I think if you were able to get an 11th, a 12th round pick for Rudiger, I, in fact, I've told you this before. And if you'd have done it earlier in the season, I'd have said ninth or 10th round pick. But if you're able to get an 11th or 10th round pick off somebody, I would take it because he's going to go for free. You have no hold over him. He's a player who's going out of contract. He's about to go away on a Bosman. you got players if, if, that are likely to not be in your team next season. Yeah. I would if, maybe look at getting what you could, those, which if, I don't think is going to be a five or a six. I think that's a very yeah. heavy price to pay. Yeah. If I'm looking at the summer transfer window and it, I feel like if I get to draft day, I'd fancy Rudiger at an eight or nine. But if yeah. I don't get him at eight or nine, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. Yeah, that's fair. But I do like the fact, you, as I say, you've got the market still out and you're trying to make it happen. Mm. Right, okay, but that, that was a slight tangent. So about oh, my second point when we come back. Hello, are you there? Uh, can you hear me now? We can hear we you. We can indeed, yes. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> I heard that. There's, honestly, nothing more infuriating than dodgy internet, is it? It's like the fucking hell, man. I could smash up the whole house. So, like, all of that stuff that they say about this, that, and the other, you know, every room, blah, 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 megabytes, it's <laughs> meaningless. It means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I like your aggressiveness in the trade market. With those types of trades, I think there's a bit of a gap to bridge, so to speak, because I think you probably leave yourself a bit short when it comes to those offers. But I like the fact you're aggressive with it, because I think what it does is it stirs up the market, and I, yeah. I do appreciate that. There's a lot of drafters who are a bit longer in the tooth and might not find themselves falling for those sorts of deals but I don't think you're far off and I as I say I think that probably have been a big learning lesson for you this season for all of us is yeah. figuring yeah. out what that draft capital is going to mean for people but I, I think the, the Bitcoin analogy is perfect this is a market where the value is uncertain nobody quite knows right so mm. over the next few years things like this are going to be worked out and it's all going to be kind of comparatively moderated down so there is a kind of shared value but at the moment value is just opinion and so i don't yeah. think we need, i yeah. don't think anyone can talk with definitive certainties on value around any of these trades to be honest and, and i think that's the next interesting part of the summer how many people whether you go for trades ahead of draft day or wait to draft day to use the free market and that'll be interesting because I think it'll be a combination of things where people have done some really good trades, so they might not have to do activity on draft day yeah. or have done some trades, but potentially will regret it because on draft day, there'll be players on the market that they could have just picked up when they've done trades. You've got to have to really want a player over the summer to bring him in because of him having to go in your highest free position. You've got to really want to bring that player in. If you do bring someone in he's got to be worth that first free position which if you're someone who I would look at say maybe actually I'd look at Yare for example who will probably be holding on to a lot of those early picks and therefore anybody Yare brings in it's probably it might go in at say like a pick five or something so Yare is probably in a better position over the summer to do a trade than someone like well me actually I'd probably not in the, I'd probably not in the best position for it. Before the season ends, you could as lo you can trade into 
a lower down position. So trading before the season ends is of much more benefit as, as soon as the season ends, it becomes a, a, a far lesser beneficial thing to do. What I like about what Melalu did is Melalu set about early enough to go after picks at a time when people were still aiming for stuff for this season. Now there's fewer people aiming for things. And so the trading of players is going to be trickier because everybody who's not specifically aiming for a title or to get out of the catering zone or for the cup, everyone is looking for picks next season. So it's a much more saturated market. Whereas I like the fact, I don't know what game week it was that Melody suddenly turned around to everybody and said, right, players are available for trade. And he went and got some round picks for it. I thought that was a good move, Melody. Time Every now and then I stumble across one. But the, my, my, my second point is, is a really quick one. It's just, I think, and it opened to feedback, but I think for me, where I found it tricky in terms of that next step to kind of go all in for the title is balancing future and present. If you look at some of my top assets, they're pretty young and they've got potential ahead of them. DCL and Rashford, for example, but then you've got players like Neto and Rafinha, mm. potentially Odegaard if he stays. I'm looking this as a team, even with the assets I keep, are going to develop and be better next year. I found it difficult to, to go all in and be like, right, this is the season to go all in on. Sure. At that, so I found it, that's where I feel like I've kind of stagnated a bit in fourth. Do you then, think if you had been slightly closer to the top in points, do you think you would have committed to one or the other? Yeah, I think I've never been in a position where I've, I've felt properly in touching distance. And I think, obviously, because Marcus did a lot early, it almost put it out of reach, I think. So it became a bit demotivating because I feel like I could have... Pro there was a point where maybe I could have done one big deal, which may have got me, like, a bit closer. But I think because Marcus did so much and quite early on... Yeah, it became a bit, it became a bit unreachable. So then I was like, you know, I, I may as well. I, I I like my team for next year, and so I, I sort of I'm looking at next year more than this year, I guess. I think there are some people who have got mad draft pick scenarios. What the hell is Med's team going to look like? He's he's going to be able to pick eleven players in like the top sixty players. Going to be a ludicrous team if he gets it right. Mm. As well as Pete has got an extra two and three. Got Melalu's in a pretty decent position. He's going to have two first picks. And remember, I think only four people are going to pick a new player in for, in the first round. And so Mel's going to have two of those players. So from the pool of all the new players, I think only Meds, Andy and Mel twice are going to pick new players in that first round. Yeah. yeah. So there are, it's very hard to predict what it's going to look like, really. Exciting. Has anyone heard from Meds? <laughs> Not for a while. I only hear from him one day a year. Draft day. Saturday, 23rd of Jan, I spoke to him. For the Swansea Forest game. Sadly, I, spoke, I spoke to him in September last year. Oh, yeah. I messaged him around about my birthday to try and use my birthday as a reason for him to give me to give me Cody. <laughs> <laughs> but that was it. And then we had a bit of back and forth and then he never really came back on it. So Yare, you and I are horns locked in the Ahad Cup semi-final. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, we are. The current score in the best of five is 2-1 to myself. But we've got all this <laughs> double game week action happening in game week 35. Anything could happen. Yeah. And then whoever wins out of you or I, face Phil. Anyone give us much of a chance against Phil in the final? <laughs> <laughs> I think Phil's got it. I think Phil's going to be lifting that trophy a lot. Phil is a season. heavy favourite for the first yeah. they had cut. Grealish comes back. 
Grealish is back yeah, this weekend. Welcome, isn't God. He? Was Phil the first person to play. win the draft? Oh no, no, you were Bradley. Phil was the second person to win the draft. Win the draft. <laughs> Phil's a funny one actually because you can never predict what he's going to do. That I think that's the beauty of Phil. He's got his own wine get, mind games, and he's got he's a, he's a proper wind up merchant. I think he's a tough opponent. When you look at his team, he's he's such a weird one, Phil. You know, you, sometimes you think that he hasn't got a Scooby Doo what he's doing, and then out of nowhere he just goes and rinses Nick. It's mm. all kind of crumbled a little bit for Nick at this at this period of time. He got quite royally dumped out of the cup. Mantle and Marcus have both taken a run from him with three game weeks to go. It was it was only about three or four weeks ago that he was at the top, though, wasn't it? As well, top. it all coincided with Gundo and Stones, right? Those that's literally transfers. it. That's it was that double game week, wasn't it? But the, he had there was a period where he was just like double game weeks for him almost every week with those particular players. But again, mm-hmm. you've got to give him credit for drafting those lads in. Like who would have seen Gundo? I think he's a top scorer for City this season. Someone said yesterday. Yeah, he's 14, I think. 15, wow. is it 15 goals? 15, 14, 15. Wow. Like... I have to and say, Pete, I think Phil Foden is turning into signing <sighs> of draft day. He's incredible. And look, you've got him for the rest of his career if you so choose. You must be very pleased with that. He looks so smug. Look at his face. <laughs> so <laughs> smug. He <laughs> goes into next season. <laughs> Soaking it all in. Soaking it all in. <laughs> um, I'm, not, I'm not having this Foden thing with, with Pete. We all what? knew it was going to be class. We all knew it. The big shock was that he went at number one, which you got to take. You could have had him at pick three. And Anyone could have had him. Glory. And we all would have been excited about it. My pick of the season is someone like Bamford or Dallas, to be honest. Oh, yes. Well, hold on. Dallas. Hold on. Let me enjoy the Phil Foden moment. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a great draft, we... mate. Before Mantle starts playing his mind games on Marcus, let Phil enjoy yeah. his moment. <laughs> <laughs> I think also, can we just I have like a sec? Phil also picked up Ian Acho as well, just at the right oh. time. Yeah. Hang on, let's talk about Phil Foden in a minute. No, we can no, talk no, about no. him for the next 10 years, it's fine. Two points I'm going to say on it is I gave everyone the hardest laugh on draft day is number one. Mm-hmm. And you know what they say, he who laughs last, laughs longest. And point number two, <laughs> I think that puts me as the front runner of Spirit of the Draft making the draft day the most enjoyable part for everyone <laughs> through my Phil Foden pick. Is it within Definitely. the spirit of the draft to campaign to be spirit of the draft? It's the only thing I can win this season with my current team. <laughs> yeah, as, as the current incumbent of the spirit of the draft award, I uh, have now, I can give you an update, almost finished my modifications for the year. It's just over there. You will not be seeing oh. the draft day. But Ooh. what I will say, Pete, is given your track record of looking after trophies, <laughs> I both will not be with you to take this. Air <laughs> bill will be extortionate. <laughs> Good point. Go. <laughs> Should we talk about the listening league, chaps? I've just checked. I've just checked my league. I don't really want to talk about it. But go on, no, let's do I, it anyway. I've got a feeling mine's not going to make a pretty reading. Shall we start with your division, Division Three, Marcus? I'm third, actually, so not bad. I'm still not in the European. Still in the well. I mean, that's obviously the. Not well, really you're in the promotion spots, my friend. I'm in the promotion spots. Yeah, absolutely. Here's the question: uh, How many points off the top are you? I am 15 points off the top. Okay. Well, at this stage of the quite, season, you won't be winning the league. Um, quite a lot. So tell us, who's in first and second? The IGG men, or the IG men, 
is top of the league. That's Ian leading the way on 78 points. <laughs> Who's in um, second? And then Andy, That's manager. significant. Yeah, it's oh. massive. Andy, manager of Aston Vanilla, is at 66 points. Oh, it's done. And done, then, yeah, that's, that's it. The IGG men essentially just need one point. They just need to draw or for Andy in second place to not win all of his games. I'm going to wow. call it and I'm going to say the IGG men have won Division 3. Uh, Division 2, Melody. Well, I am today's representative for Jonathan Wolf because let's be honest, we can't let him loose in any public forum. Uh, Johnny is in third place. And not bad. It's the kind of position in the draft he can only dream of, isn't it? A podium finish. It's... He'd be very happy with. He's, he'd, when he's he'd be finished thrilled. third in the past. He has been over the moon. About yeah. it, now, above him is an interesting story. Stout drifters are three points above Johnny with 63 points in second place. Yeah. But in first place, and I believe due to be joining you next season in Division 1, is Novice Supernovas FC, who already have accrued 73 points. So, I mean, they're going up. Heidi, well done. They're certainly going up, and they may have also taken the lead. They need, what, a win, and they've done it. They've done it. Job done. They've they've got 10 points in hand. Wow. Okay. In Division 1, of the 14 teams, the Ahad team have scored the most points. But I'm talking about fantasy football points. I'm not talking about (laughs) listening points because that fateful decision to make this a head-to-head league has really backfired. And and I am in fourth place with 58 points. Griff is in third with 59. Essentially, we're competing for third spot because in second place with 63 points is Anna. I'll give Griff a shout out here. Would you believe it? She's gone for it with the, you know, with the pun. Best defensive line in fantasy football history. Holding me. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Very good. Excellent. (laughs) We'll beep out a couple of those words. Anna, masters of their fate. 63 points now nine points clear at the top with 72 points is Cinny wilson she's in first position i'm gonna say that a win this weekend against the mighty foe that is average will deliver sin the division one ahad lesson league title wow amazing Amazing. Wow, wow. And the prize that comes with it. I'll be shipping out those stickers to Cine. Um Yeah. What's what's the name of um, of the team? Mount Top. Oh, I see what's happened okay. there. Okay, guys. Congratulations to those at the top. Doesn't look like there'll be too much more manoeuvring from there, but we will wait and see how the Listener League finishes. <laughs> We should say some thank yous, Marcus. I will start by saying thank you to Kate Bellamy for the design at kate.made.this. And also, as always, I'd like to thank CJ Pandit for our brilliant music. CJ, shoulda, woulda, shoulda, woulda, shoulda, woulda, shoulda, coulda, woulda, 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 woul
hey, he's here now and we should thank him. Matthew Melu, thank you so much for a lot of the content you see on social media and all round being a great guy. My pleasure. <laughs> thank you. We'd also like to thank for all his photography, Jose Palmer. Thank you, Jose. Jose, you beast. And last but not least, our wonderful friends and hosts at Acast. Hey, Acast. Thank you guys so much. Well, Marcus, that, as this airs, I believe, will have taken us past Game Week 35, leaving Game Week 36, 37, and 38. You, sir, are in line. Melalu knows exactly how you feel. He's been in this position before. It is tense. It feels like it was just, it feels really, really not long ago. It feels like it was yesterday, it was what I was going to say, when we, were, when we went to that bar to watch the final game last, and it was tense. It was tense even for me, and I, was, I, was, I had nothing to fight for. But being yeah. there with, with Matthew Melalu and knowing that Nick was also vying for it, yeah, it was something quite special. Are you heading around to here for the last day? Absolutely, Fantastic. yeah. Fantastic. When is, when is the last uh, game week? What is May the, the 23rd. 23rd. Yeah. 23rd, yeah. Uh, all four o'clock kickoffs. Which will be tense for you. It might be pretty tense for me because I might be in an Ahad Cup final. Not counting my chickens just yet because I've still got to see off Yare in the semi-final. But one of us is going to be there in the final. In game week 38, which is the game week that Phil randomly chose as a game week to be used for the Cup. And Phil is in the final and looking very strong. All I can say, boys, is the only thing that could make this more tense is if, for some inexplicable reason, there was a three-month hiatus for no, you know, just. <laughs> I think, but I, I feel like I've won it, guys. I feel like it's mine. It couldn't possibly go to somebody else, could it? In the last forty-five minutes of the game, because David Silver doesn't produce. I'm not. I'm not bitter. It's fine. <laughs> no, it was his last ever game saying. as well. His last ever game in the Premier League. Got him. Marcus, I absolutely commend you for what you've for the risks you've taken and what you've done this season. It is one hundred percent exactly what I would have done last season if we were in a legacy league situation. I would have walked over hot coals and given away every pick to secure <laughs> to secure a few good players for those last those last couple of games that would I know would have seen me over the line. So kudos to you, man. Go for Thanks, it. Mate. Absolutely go for it. And I hope I hope it comes good. Thanks, mate. And I think I'd like, yeah, thank you very much. It means a lot. It's, it's strange that not everybody has your attitude, but that's fine. I've been described as the Jacqueline Hyde of the of the draft. And also, also every time I do a trade, uh, Jonathan Nasty Walt drafter. Pipe, yeah, Bob, Jonathan Walt pipes would go, oh, you should see your team for next season. Don't care. But thanks, Melody. It's good. Give me that little bit of positivity. Yeah, Marcus, I've got nothing but respect for what you've done. You've put it all on the line. That, for me, is deserving of some sort of success i feel like the people who perhaps have the biggest opposition to that are the most fearful well all that's left is for us to thank the listeners hey listeners thank you very much we appreciate uh you know spending time with us today thank you listeners and if you want to keep abreast of everything else that's going on give us a follow on at having a draft and that's both on instagram and twitter the instagram is exceptional <laughs> until next time draft safe So, like, all of that stuff that they say about this, that, and the other, you know, every room, blah, 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 megabytes, 
It's meaningless. It means nothing. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.